In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So St. Pio Pietrocena said this, commonly known as Padre Pio, affectionately known. After receiving communion one day, he said this, oh, how sweet the conversation I had with paradise this morning. The heart of Jesus and my own heart fused. There were no longer two hearts beating, but there were only one. My heart disappeared as if it were a drop in the ocean. Friends, that's what this is all about, this mystery, a drop coming into the ocean of God's infinite love that he has for us. This is the Eucharist. We've been talking about the Eucharist the last six weeks as we've been coming together each and every week to, to go in and understand, dive in to the Eucharist and how deep and how wonderful it is. Last week, we talked about the liturgy of the Word. Today, we're going to talk about the liturgy of the Eucharist, specifically the words of institution and, and consecration that Jesus gave to us the very night before he died at the Last Supper. These are the words, take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. He didn't give up like a philosophy or a theology or an idea or even some personal possession. Jesus gave us his very body. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. How could it be more real than that? How could God communicate his love more really for us than that? The context of these words are the Passover. And I commend to you Exodus 12 this next week. Read Exodus 12. Read through that, where the Passover was established. That is what this is all based on, what our whole faith is based on. It was the foundational night in Israel's history when God liberated them from the oppressions of the Egyptians. On the first Passover, God instructed the people to sacrifice an unblemished lamb and to eat that lamb and then to put its blood on the doorposts that they might be saved from their firstborn, from the 10th plague, which was the destruction of the firstborn male. This story was told, retold year after year, reenacting it and eating a sacrificial lamb once again. This story in the Catholic Church is retold every day in the church somewhere on one of our seven continents to celebrate this Passover, this new Passover not from Egypt out of slavery into the promised land, but passing over from this life, our journey, into heaven. Our Jewish brothers and sisters have the idea of anamnesis. Anamnesis means remembering. And when you remember something, it made it present. So when we remember today in the Eucharist what Jesus did for us, we're remembering that Last Supper and that power 
comes to us. It's not simply uh, recalled, but it's relived, made present for us. The rabbi said that when a Jew celebrates the Passover feast, it was as if he himself were walking out of Egypt with one of his great ancestors from the Exodus generation. That's what it was. That's what it meant. Now, when we hear about Jesus and the words of the institution consecration at each and every Mass, that strikes to us a lot about sacrifice, what the sacrifice of his was for us. The first thing that we can talk about is the blood that was separated from the body in the sacrificing of the lamb found in Exodus. Again, Exodus chapter 12, and that was uh, verse 27, the sacrifice of the lamb. And the body given up for you, that's throughout the New Testament, specifically in reaching its height in the in words of institution and consecration. This is my body given up for you. And then blood poured out for forgiveness of sins. Alludes to the atoning sacrifices in the temple where the animal would be offered up and the blood sprinkled on the altar in prayers for forgiveness of the sins. And guess what? It wasn't working. But we are a faith that works because we believe in what this new Passover is going to do for us. And perhaps the, the strongest and most striking words are Jesus. This is the blood of my new and eternal covenant. That echoes what Moses said in the sacrificial ceremony at Mount Sinai when the, there was the sealing of the covenant and God's union with Israel as his chosen people in Exodus 24. In the midst of the sacrificial rite, Moses took the blood of the animals announced, behold the blood of the covenant. Now we have a new sacrifice for the new covenant. Jesus, his own body offered up and poured out. And he's anticipating at the Last Supper, his giving his life for us on the cross. He says what? Do this in memory of me. Friends, don't forget. That's why we come here. Because if we forget, we will perish because we will go to idols, idols that can't save. The Bible calls that foolishness. It's foolish to think that something other than God can save you. And so Jesus says, do this in memory of me. What is this? Celebrate the new Passover in the community of the church my sacrifice of my body and blood. How do we do it? As a biblical memorial, we remember that. Remember, when we remember something, it's not a long past event in the past, but it's mystically made present for this current generation, for this current you and me as we celebrate today. And that all that was involved in the Last Supper, most particularly the sacrificial offering of Christ's body and blood is made present to worshipers in the celebration of the Eucharist. My seminary professor, a theologian, a very well-noted theologian, Abbot Jeremy Driscoll, said this about the Eucharist. As Jesus takes up the bread and wine at the Eucharist, as the priest does that in the person of Jesus, that is all of Israel and her history fulfilled in what he is doing for us in the body, in the body that will hang on the cross in the blood that will be shed there.
This is made present when we come together. This is the heavenly feast. We're spliced into heaven when we celebrate this Eucharist. And there's nothing else that we want. And there's nothing else that we'll do in this. And so this is made for us so that we might be fulfilled. That all of Israel's history and all of her would be fulfilled and all of us would be. Remember this, friends. We are an upper room people. We are from the upper room. So when somebody asks you, where are you from or what are you about, say, I'm upper room. I'm a person of the upper room where Jesus offered all of himself for us and his offers for a salvific purpose so that his power may be applied to our daily lives and unite us more deeply to Christ in the act of total self-giving. Jesus is calling for everything. I am a long way off. But that's what the Eucharist is. The Eucharist isn't like a 20% thing or every other Sunday or every other when we feel like it. It's everything all the time. It's Jesus pouring out his body and blood. And as we receive the Eucharist, we say, I want to be that. I will to be that. Give me your spirit, Jesus, that I can give you everything that I have. Now, so we want to give our lives more and more poured out for the Father. What is this thing about the blood poured out for the many? Wait, Father John, don't you mean, I mean, I understood that Jesus died for everyone. For God so loved the world that he sent his son to die for everyone. What does that mean? The blood poured out for the many. And what that's bringing into play there, it, it doesn't mean that Jesus didn't die for all. But it means everybody has the free will to accept this gift of salvation or to reject it in their free will and not live the life of Christ. And let me assure you, let me assure me that he will give you what you want. So if you reject him, you will live today and always without him in whatever area that is. And that can be a total rejection, but Jesus will honor that and be for us. So there's three model sacrifices in the Old Testament that we can talk about now. The first is Melchizedek, the high priest in Genesis chapter 14, 18 through 20. It's seen as a prefiguring of Christ's offering of bread and wine at the Last Supper. This Melchizedek, this mysterious priest with no beginning or no end, but that's prefiguring the high priesthood of Jesus. And then we have the story of Cain and Abel. Abel reminds us to give our best to God in contrast to his brother Cain, who did not give his best to God, but only the fruit from the ground. Abel gave his best to the Lord, his first to the Lord, sacrificing the firstlings of his flock and their fat portions. And we read about that in Genesis 4, 4. First fruits. Do we give Jesus our first time in the day? Do we give him the first amount of money that we make? The first 10% saying, it's yours, God. You gave me life, all glory to you. I honor and recognize you for the gift of life. And so I give you what's first. And your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then perhaps the best prefigurement that we can just really grasp onto is the story of Abraham and Isaac in that sacrifice. It's something more than bread and wine and animals. What did Abraham offer to God? what was most precious to him, his son. 
What is most precious to you? What is most precious to me? Have we offered that up to the Lord? It's all something the Lord shared with us as gift, but we give it back to him because we know that he is the one who owns us. Our allegiance is to him. So in Genesis 22, this prefigures Calvary better than probably any story in the Old Testament. Abraham takes his own beloved son to Moriah, to the Mount Moriah on a donkey. And his son Isaac carries the wood and is bound to be offered as a sacrifice for sin. In response to this heroic act of surrender, which is what we come, when we come to church, I surrender to you, Lord. Your life, not mine. Your way, not mine. Your Sunday, not my Sunday. All is yours. All belongs to you for your glory. From that, God swears to bless the whole human family through Abraham's descendants. And many centuries later, God the Father and God the Son offer up this sacrifice in Jerusalem, a city associated with Mount Moriah. The very place where Abraham offered Isaac up is where the sacrifice of Jesus is to be offered up. Like Isaac, Jesus travels on a donkey, carries the wood of the cross to Calvary, is bound to that wood and offered as a sacrifice of our sins a sacrifice for the worldwide blessing that that would bring, that God swore to Abraham in Genesis 22. On Good Friday, God the Father and God the Son bring to fulfillment was prefigured by Abraham and Isaac a long time ago. Brothers and sisters, it's all about entering in to this ineffable mystery, entering in to the mystery of our uncreated God in infinite love. We just know so small of it right now. I encourage you, let us pray for each other that we will give each other's hearts to that and come and receive the Lord in memory of me. Jesus didn't suggest it as an idea. He commanded it for our good, the good of our life. I pray that we can all join in prayer with St. Pio in his prayer after receiving Eucharist, that this will be our way, our journey through this life until we come into full union, full reality with our God. Again, St. Pio. Oh, how sweet the conversation I held with paradise this morning the heart of Jesus and my own heart fused. There were no longer two hearts beating, but only one. My heart disappeared as if it were a drop in the ocean.